What is up, everybody? I'm George Massey. I'm here with Sharona. So tonight, actually, we watched the first part of the 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After Season 7, Tell All No Limits. So I want to jump in and start talking about all this insanity that they packed into two hours. And first of all, it took us 90 minutes for them to get to the soundstage. And there was so much drama even before we get to the actual tell-all and shout out to Sean Robinson for trying to keep the peace in that stage area because it was just crazy. So Jovi and Andre kind of like the two least people that you would expect to hang around each other. And the conversation went that way. How did you think that that conversation was going to go? Because I, I saw them together and they were drinking and I just thought this is going to be a bad situation. See, I had the total opposite response. I was like, Jovi, and Andre, I feel like they're going to be, like, best friends. Like, the way that it went, it went so left. I was shocked because I really thought that they were going to, like, mesh because I feel like they're kind of similar. Like, their personalities are a little similar. So I was like, this is a perfect match. And then when I saw it, I was like, what is going on? Like, what happened? So did you catch Andre said that he was kind of taken back that he saw Jovi at the bar without Yara. So I remember throughout the season, every time Libby tried to go out and do something on her own, for instance, see her sisters, Andre doesn't know how to let her do things on her own. He has to be attached at the hip. So when I heard them say that about Jovi and Yara, I was like, so he thinks when you get married, you are always supposed to be together because he's like, what is the deal with your wife? She's not with you. And I'm thinking like in a relationship, there can be a possibility where you're not together, but like not physically together, but still together. And, and it's interesting because Andre feels the opposite. If Libby is going anywhere, or doing anything, he has to physically be there. And I think that is kind of where the clashing is happening with her family. Mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah, I thought that. I mean, I think that, like, I mean, I do that all the time. Like, I go places without my husband all the time. I don't think that that's weird at all. So, I mean, I feel like it's so healthy. Like, you should be able to have your friends. You should be able to go out with your girlfriends, your guy friends, whoever you want. And, like, it's normal. So, yeah, I thought it was kind of weird where the first thing is, like, where's your wife? It's, like, why does it matter? Does she need to be here? Like, I think it's, like, low-key toxic when you have to be attached to the hip. Like, I don't think anyone should have to be like that. I want to talk about Bilal, and he doesn't tell Shida how much he makes. So that is interesting as hell to me because Shida's over here on a K-1 visa, and she's not allowed to work. I mean, I know that she did recently get her, her working visa, but this was this tell-all was filmed before that. So do you think it's fair to be in a relationship with someone and you don't even know if they can provide for you because they won't include you in any type of finances in the household? Because she should at least bare minimal know how much money he makes, right? Or am I wrong? Am I wrong? Is, is the privacy a situation where he deserves that right to withhold that information? Um, No, I think that when you're married... You should at least know, like, what the bank account looks like, what's coming in and out. I mean, from personal experience, like, I don't share a bank account with my husband. Like, we have separate bank accounts, and then we have, like, our joint account that, like, our bills come out of. But we know what each other makes. And if I was like, mm -hmm. hey, let me see your bank account. Give me your phone. He's not going to say no. And if he wanted to see what I'm doing, he's not going to say no. So I get that having, a, like, a joint or not having a joint bank account. But I don't understand, like, why can't she know? Especially well, after what you told me about the house last time. I don't that's, know. That's weird. That's what my speculation is. It's because he's made it seem like he makes a lot more money than he does. And I can't prove that this is all alleged. But why would you hide it if you have a lot of money? 
I feel like you would let your wife know, hey, we have a lot of money. Like, look at all this money that I make. But he won't even let her see what's in the bank account. And Yara made a good point. She's like, what if he's buying tickets for other women, other girlfriends to do things like plane tickets? She's not going to know because she can't see what's coming in and out of their account. And I mean, I know back in the 50s, men were in charge of like money and they were in charge of the household and that was their thing. But we're in 2023 now. Yeah. Women are included in everything. And I am super for independent women. And I want this for Liz. I want women to not need a man because men need to stop controlling women based on finances. I'm so sick of seeing relationships controlled based on what that man can do for you financially. Ladies, make your own money, get your own bag. And if that man isn't doing or giving you what you need, drop that guy. Amen to that. I feel the exact same way. Girls, get your money. Come on. Because you never know if that man's going to be there tomorrow. Actually, so let's talk about Shida said that they started trying to have a baby. They tried two times. And I was like, two times, right? Like, you're not 16. Like, the only people who get pregnant after one or two times are like 16-year-olds, right? Like, yeah. what is the deal with this? So I feel like Bilal maybe gave her the two times to maybe buy him some more time, right? And how do you feel about that? Because it takes like, there's people who take years. We talked about this last mm -hmm. time to get pregnant. So two times is literally nothing. At their age, you are you could miss that window. That window could be merely hours, right? So it's oh, yeah. like giving her two times, is that just enough to shut her up? Like, what is the deal? That's what I think, because honestly, like, that's weird. Like, I mean, I'm totally taking it out of like TLC, but I remember watching an episode of the Kardashians where like Kim and Kanye were trying to get pregnant and he was coming to like her video shoots. He was going everywhere with her. Cause there's like, literally like you have to keep doing it. It's like all day long. It could be, like you said, like the 10 minute window, you don't yeah. know. Like you have to try constantly if you really want that. I know women, like I have a lot of friends that are trying to have kids right now. And like, I mean, we're like, you know, in our thirties. So like we have to try a little harder. So they're doing anything. Like they're doing the craziest things they're doing. Like, detoxes they're taking all these pills they're drinking teas they're doing everything they can so for them to be like you know we tried twice like what is that supposed to do for her right and she was so gung-ho on getting pregnant so the idea that they would try twice and then stop doesn't Ugh. make sense to me but i feel like he's so controlling he like he basically talks her out of what she wants and i just hate it i hate that yeah. like i think um Patrick said it last tell all. He's like, you're a good salesman. You can actually convince a ice salesman to buy ice, which they are trying to sell to you. He's like, you're so good at convincing people that they need something that they don't. And I just hate it. I hate to see a man mansplain things to a woman. Women are completely capable of thinking for themselves, making decisions for themselves. If she wants a baby, that's what she wants. You can't talk her out of what she wants. You might be able to have pros and cons and have an educated conversation, but you mm -hmm. can't tell her that, oh, well, you don't really want that. That's what you think you want. I hate that. If a woman can't have an open line of communication in her relationship, I feel like there's no relationship at all. Amen to that. Yeah, I know. I thought you're right. Like he can literally talk himself in circles and he will end the conversation. And he'll, I don't ex like he'll exhaust you to the point where you don't want to argue anymore. And that's <laughs> how he wins. Yeah, definitely. Like, I really liked when, like, Shida and Yara were out shopping. And she's like, girl, you need to know what's going on. Like, you need to stand up for yourself. Like, Yara's my girl, though. So I obviously love what she said. But she's right. Like, and I like when mm -hmm. Shida came back and she was kind of trying to be spicy with him. But, like, he just tried. He shut it down. Yeah, he shuts down her feelings. Yeah, her feelings mean nothing to him. What he said was so condescending. He's like, oh, we can have a little piggy bank at I home. I died. Oh, my 
god, my freaking head exploded. That is so condescending. Oh my god. Oh my yeah, I that was the most effed up thing. If my husband spoke to me that way as an adult woman and told me that we could have a piggy bank together instead of me being able to access his bank account when I needed to. You got me effed up. We're getting divorced. Oh, <laughs> heck no. Someone, I'm going to be throwing things. You know, that's crazy. I, I, that made me so mad. I tweeted something. And I know people were mad about it or last night or tonight. Tonight, I tweeted. I was like, Shida is, she reminds me of someone who has like Stockholm syndrome. Like oh, yeah. she complains about Bilal and what he does. And then at the same time, like in the same sentence, she'll defend him herself. And it's like, mm -hmm. I want her to stand her ground. Kind of like what Yara was saying. Stop making excuses for him and just stand your ground. And yeah, it's not fun to fight with your husband. It's not fun to have conflict, but it is right and okay for you mm -hmm. to stand up for yourself. And I just don't like how he gets her to change her mind. Yeah, like I, he uh, gets her to say, well, I do want this, but I do understand what she was saying. No, say what you want, mean what you say. And like she did, she gave him a nine-month ultimatum. I want her to stick to that. And the two times that they tried does not get him out of that ultimatum. That ultimatum should still stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. No, that's, it's crazy. I don't, I could not be in a relationship like that. And I think that maybe she just needs to hang out with Yara a little more and like, you know, <laughs> start standing up for herself more because I want to see more of the shida that we saw when she came back from shopping. Yeah, yeah, she needs to hang with Yara. Yara was going to buy an apartment in another country without even asking her husband. Yara knows how to get what she wants. And she, he, even after finding out, he couldn't stop her. Like, she knows what she wants. She was going to do it. And she's like, look, it's my money. I'm going to do what I want. You don't control me. I love how independent and how headstrong she is because, yeah, she's married. Yeah, she's a mother. Yeah, she's in a relationship, but she's not going to be controlled by a man. She stayed in the Czech Republic while Jovi went back to work after he said at least 50 times there's no way. Yara knows what she wants. So, Shida, I want to see you together with Yara because that's where you need to be. Yeah, for sure. All right, so mind-blowing. Um, Kim and Usman aren't together anymore. We found out, and I was kind of surprised. I don't know if you were surprised, but Kim said that it's over, period. So do you believe her? Do you, believe, do you think she can walk away from this relationship? Oh, I, I don't know. I was so heartbroken. I love Kim. Like, I think she is amazing. Like, she is the sweetest lady ever. And you know what? I'm proud of her for standing up for herself. Like, I think what she did was right. And I totally get where she's coming from. But it's sad because you still see that connection. Like, they still have such a great connection. But it's the the Usman connection, like I said last time, not the Soldier Boy connection. When it's her and Usman, I think that they're amazing. And I mean, I wish if he, I get that he has that persona and he has to be that rapper and that's his job. But, like, if he really wanted to make it work with her, I feel like he could if he just was, like, Usman. But I don't know. I, I don't know if they can stay apart. I mean, they're still so connected, and there's still so much energy and, like, love between them. So it's so hard. Well, one thing that caught me was she said that they're still friends, and they're still talking, and she's mm -hmm. open to friends with benefits. And if you remember ah. the last time that they were on a tell-all together, they broke up. And yeah. then all of a sudden, they pop back up on Happily Ever After. And it's kind of mm -hmm. happened on Darcy and Stacey, too. With Darcy and Georgie, they broke up. Then they pop back. So I'm like, I'm wondering, because she made this statement tonight. She said, I would like to go back to Nigeria and see him one last time. Now, what is going to happen on this trip, the one last time trip? Because a lot of times when you go to say goodbye to mm -hmm. someone, I was like, are you going to come back with a ring or anything? Are you going to come back as a Nigerian wife? 
you know, Kim, like, do you have the self-control to say no? Because we know how she feels about him. So yeah. going back, that made me nervous. I was like, well, if she goes back, there's a possibility that this relationship will live on. I agree with you there, like 100%. I don't know. I don't know if they could keep, I don't know if they could keep away from each other, like keep their hands off of each other. I really think if she goes back, if she wants to be done, then I could see her just being done. But if she goes back, there's, I feel like they might get back together. I, I mean, know. that's. Him regardless. That's a really long way to say goodbye, right? 24 yes. hours. That's a really oh long way God. to say goodbye. And I feel like she's done so much. And she's, I, I like that scene with her and Jenny, by the way. I love Jenny. Jenny's like, mm -hmm. oh, I love my that. Favorite. And they're, they're both from San Diego. I was like, I want to see a Jenny and Kim spinoff and they can go and find new men. Um, no offense, Submit. I love you, Submit. But if you don't come to the U.S. with Jenny, bye. She can find <laughs> someone else. And I want to see Kim and Jenny, like, take on San Diego or wherever they want to find a man. I don't care where. Um, I just want to see them together because I feel like they're the sweetest. They're both from San Diego, which I didn't put the two and two together. I knew that Jenny was from San Diego. I knew that Kim was from San Diego. I didn't put the two and two together. And they both are in torturous relationships. They have went through literally obstacles, moving mountains, challenges to get with the person that they love. And then in the end, they still don't feel like they won. Right. They don't feel like that there was a prize at the end of the cereal box because they're still struggling. Jenny is still sitting in India all alone with no one to even talk to. Even the women that could be her friends, they're judgmental of her relationship. Yeah. No, it's really sad. <laughs> I love Jenny. Like, honestly, like seeing her, like you said, seeing her and Kim together was just like the cutest thing ever. Like, honestly, like I just love how they just like it was like, you know, sisters. Like instantly mm -hmm. they just connected and like, I don't, I, I love them. I really hope that Summit will come over here because I do feel like they do love each other. But oh, yeah. Jenny has given up so much and like, I'm sorry, but he needs to just take one for the team and he needs to return everything that she's done for him and, you know, do it for her. Absolutely. And Summit, I didn't mean that, like that you don't love her. I know that you do. I know within two seconds you got Jenny to tears with that nice kind thing that you said right at the beginning you're super sweet so don't take it the wrong way i love you guys together i just want to see jenny happy though i know you guys are happy together but like where she is in her life i don't know if she's happy 100 percent in that situation all right guys we're out of time we have so much more to talk about because there was an angela entrance that we just have to talk about on the next oh one god so i'm george mossy this is my co-host Sharona. make sure you're following both of us i'm at george mossy at georgemossy.com and anywhere you get your podcast she is at Sharona, and I'm going to put her links here at the bottom, and I'll talk to all of you guys really soon.